from points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 515 for the week of October 25th, 2015. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our friend Matt Wozni. And in this segment, Matt's going to talk about the recent Halloween party that was held over at near around Trader Sam's. Um, this is like the second year, right, Matt? Yes. Uh, so okay. last year uh, they had uh, had one around the same time frame, and right. this uh, this year uh, they decided to do it again, but uh, they did it a little bit differently. Okay, cool. Did you experience it last year? Uh, I unfortunately did not. I okay. wish I could have, but uh, you know, uh, schedules didn't allow. Yeah, sure. All right. So this was. Um, was it the twelfth? It was what? So, so they they offered it on the twelfth and thirteenth of October okay, this right. year, and uh, okay. I actually attended the event on the twelfth. Okay, cool. And a couple times each night, right? Um, actually, I think it was a single showing. Uh, was it okay? Not like the other one that was. No, so I, I think the, yeah. the the previous one they they may have only run one night and they ran it for uh for two seatings, but uh, this one was uh was over two nights and um. It, once you uh, once you hear the review, you'll you'll realize why. I'm, I'm thinking the Tahitian Terrace one. That one that was twice a night, I think. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, how how early in advance did you have to book this thing? Um, I want to say I booked it um probably thirty to sixty in advance. Okay. Um, was it and that, there was still availability at that point? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, um, it, I, I don't know that my event actually ever even sold out. Uh, wow. Okay. Based upon, uh, the number of seats that I counted, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I did book it. I mean, I knew I was going to be in Disneyland during the, uh-huh. uh, during when they were going to hold, um, Halloween. Right. And, um, given that, uh, you know, the wife and I were doing several, uh, um, events where we were leaving the kids with sitters i figured this was a perfect opportunity for me right, to leave exactly. the, the wife and kids <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh. you know, go experience uh something by myself uh, you're working on a trip report that's gonna be on the board soon yes um okay cool. so, so it's uh it's a little bit slow going uh after, no worries. after being off for uh you know a essentially a full week from work it's uh yeah. it's catching yeah. up with me but um i did finally just finish um probably about 45 minutes before this uh this recording, um, the Mahalloween uh, trip report. So okay. I do have it up there. It's uh, it's titled Matt's October 2015 Mahalloween uh, Review. Okay. And right. uh, you can view it on the front page of the uh, Disboards uh, Disneyland uh, section okay. right now. And we will put a link in the show notes page at disunplug.com. But I just wanted to get it, you know, do this before Halloween since this is kind of a Halloween themed event. Yes. Um, and uh, very, uh, very well timing uh, for uh, both uh, both the event and uh, and the podcast here. So okay, cool. All right. So uh, what time? Of, this was evening. Yes. Um, so this was actually relatively late evening. Um, it was scheduled to start actually around eight p.m. at night. Okay. And um, it it went for about 
I want to say about 75 to 80 minutes um, for the, the, the main portion of it, um, from the point where we were let in through all of the uh, the show events, dinner and drinks, and then until oh. the conclusion where we uh, we we lined up to uh, to meet the artists. All right, so take us through. Well, so um, I was uh, I happened to actually be staying at the Disneyland Hotel uh, at the time. <laughs> oh, you, you poor thing! <laughs> so uh, that was a uh, that was quite fortuitous. Uh, so essentially, I uh, I left my room. Um, I. I I ventured immediately next door to the e-ticket lounge, uh, grabbed a quick bite to eat since I, I hadn't had a lot in the park that day. And I, I didn't, wasn't quite sure what the fare was going to be. Right. L- looking at last year's reviews, it was very light appetizer ish. And then I think, a, a maybe a drink coupon or two. And so, uh, I went over to e-ticket, grabbed just something, uh, to eat just so I wouldn't be let down in case it was very similar to last year. Um, wouldn't, turn out being that way. And, uh, then I headed down. So I got downstairs, um, and, um, you know, it's just a quick left out of the Adventureland tower where I was staying, mm-hmm. uh, to Trader Sam's and wound my way around the bottom. And there was a, a podium there and an umbrella and a very long line. <laughs> and, <laughs> of course. Uh, it's Disney. Uh, yes. And so that, that did not bode well. I figured, eh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm essentially at this point, uh, it was supposed to start at eight. Mm-hmm. I'm easily half an hour ahead of time. Um, and there's already a long line and, uh, that actually didn't end up being the line. <laughs> uh, the line was much longer, uh, than what I, uh, I, I had laying out before me. But, um, as most people, uh, in, in line for that particular line, uh, were informed that actually was not the line for Trader Sam's. That was the line for the special event for Mahalloween. And so those people peeled off very quickly and wound their way up to Sam's and I'm sure waited uh, probably an hour uh, right. outside <laughs> of Sam's for a open bar stool or a table to free up. So uh, I got to the front. I was handed just a plain white envelope um, and then I was checked in. Uh, I had to give my name, I, maybe even my driver's license. I can't remember actually uh, at the time. Um, and then asked if I had any uh, dietary restrictions. Uh, this seems to be the norm these days at Disneyland Hotel. You know, right. They're very conscious of food allergies. But um, so I gave my uh, uh, my information. I received my my white envelope. I was told venture up the path, go further, and uh, you'll find your way. And so, <laughs> good uh, luck. I did venture up the path. Uh, it heads up towards Tangaroa Terrace, and uh, there's actually a, a left that you queue to go across um, the Disneyland pools. There, it's a overhead bridge. Right. And uh, there was a, you know, a Trader Sam's this way sign. I headed that way across the bridge, and that's actually where the line ended. And uh, the line was fairly long at this time. I couldn't even see the extent of which until um, it started to move towards the end. But, uh, you know, I was still somewhat on the bridge uh, where I came to rest uh, until the line actually started to open up. Uh, and where were you heading to the, that far corner by the Frontier Tower? Um, yes. So that near was the, near the, our eventual destination. Um, you know, like the, near the fitness center and between the fitness center and the Frontier Tower? Absolutely. Um, okay. I can't remember the name of the lawn uh, right now, but um, it was... Um, it, it's over there. I'm, I'm sure they do, you know, outside events, maybe yeah. some weddings yeah. over there. It's not the Rose Garden by any means, but um, it's, uh, it's a nice grassy area. That they, I think they do like the movie nights and stuff like that there, too. Yes, exactly. Uh, very spread out um, in, in nice, uh, nice areas. So we waited in line, um, you know, essentially uh, for about half an hour until things started to move. And um, once they started to move, the uh, 
then I could actually see where we were going. And exactly to your point, um, it was that, uh, that particular garden over there or, or lawn, uh, actually it's called the magic kingdom lawn. Um, and it is, uh, immediately adjacent to the Disneyland hotel fitness center. So we, we ushered through very slowly, um, you know, past private event signs and, uh, the meandering trail there, um, through, they, they had it kind of cordoned off. It just wasn't completely opened up. So there, there was a, a bamboo wall with spears and skulls and, uh, nice. probably some tiki torches. And, uh, once we passed through that, um, we were greeted by, uh, two Disneyland hotel, uh, greeters in Trader Sam garb. Um, and they were giving us the, uh, the kukri nut, uh, lays. So, uh, we each got, uh, one of those and, um, we're told, you know, enjoy, go ahead, grab some food. And what what laid before us at this point was actually two very long buffet tables. Um, same same fare on each one. Um, it essentially started with uh, some uh, sear ahi tuna spoons. There was some veggies and fruit trays. Um, there was some teriyaki meatballs. There was some panko crusted uh, Chinese long beans. There was uh, some kahuna sliders. And probably one or two more things that I'm I'm forgetting, but by and large it was uh, it was that order, and it was was ample fare uh, as we made our way through. So everybody grabbed cool. a plate, um, went on each side of each table, um, and uh, made their way through. No real direction at this point, so uh, we weren't quite sure what to do, where to go, but uh, we made our way through, and uh, each person kind of found where they wanted to sit during the event. Cool. So, uh, after the buffet tables, there was, there was actually, um, a bar set up, uh, or I should say several bars, uh, staffed by Trader Sam bartenders. Uh, you could have got your drink there. Um, I chose to go stake out a table immediately, um, given that I was, uh, by myself and kind of had to fend for myself. And once I saw how many tables were there, um, and given my, uh, photography choices of the night, lens wise, I, I picked as close as I could possibly get to stage. And uh, it turned out to be about 20 tables set up. And these were rather large uh, round tables, probably 8 to 10 feet in diameter, uh, you know, 10 chairs per uh, per table set up. And, uh, you know, nice uh, central um, central piece on the table. And then there was uh, 10 uh, poster board um, cardstock type tiki masks arranged uh, around the table. And those would come into play later in the scenes, uh, later in the event. But... Um, so uh, general capacity here was, I think, around 200 people per uh, wow. per evening. And I think previously it was 50 people uh, per evening because it was held actually at Trader Sam's uh, wow. uh, on the outside patio slash Tangaroa Terrace outside patio. So definitely a, a major departure from uh, the previous uh, event as far as number of people. So made my way through, um, got my food. Uh, wished I had made some different choices as far as quantity. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I like to do a sampling of everything and then whatever's good I go back for. And, um, you know, what I went back for was unfortunately completely, totally out. I had to wait. Um, but, uh, um, set that down, went and got my special drink, uh, from the bartenders. Uh, and the drink coupons had a, a myriad of options you could actually choose from there. And, um, you know, it was, uh, essentially, um, there was the Mahalloween signature drink. And what I can equate this to is basically an upskill Mai Tai. Um, okay. And the, uh, it, it had two types of rum. 
I think a light and a, a darker and aged rum. It had some orange bitters into it. Had some Grand Marnier and had a mixer. Um, I'm, I'm assuming it was orange juice. It didn't taste overly tropical. So, um, but all around it was it was a very good drink. Um, and so I I elected for both of those out of my two drink tickets. Um, the other items you could get you could get um, you could get a a beer a Hawaiianish esque beer. You know Kona Big Wave Gold Nail. Right. You can get a Hanano. Um, the the um, ever present Budweiser and Coors Light, um, some Kendall Jackson Chardonnay, and then um, a a Cabernet Sauvignon. So um, and then there was also um, an open bar. If whatever you wanted um, at for cash, essentially was available to you. So um, all in all, uh, you know, good offering um, for what you got for the price as far as food and uh, and beverage went. So um, sat down. And the show didn't start immediately. They gave us ample time to sit down, um, experience our food, experience our drink. There was a dessert uh, buffet as well. And the dessert buffet essentially had skewered uh, skewered fruit on it. Um, I think blackberries and mango. And it was those were absolutely delicious. Um, beautiful presentation on those. Um, and then some, some very uh, dark, decadent chocolate uh, miniature cupcakes with a, a mousse on top. With a, a little Jack Skellington head uh, uh, sugar uh, uh, wafer, um, and so those were uh, were were pretty good. I mean, I'm not a huge dessert fan, but these were these were an excellent pairing for um, both the event and uh, the main course. And so uh, after we finished food, then the show was ready to start. Cool. And uh, you know, I had. Uh, before the show had uh, started, I had had a ample opportunity to talk to um, the other nine people sitting at my table, um, most of whom, if not all of whom, have, had actually attended the last event. And they were recounting how great this was. And we aren't even to any sort of show or event. I mean, we, we've essentially had food and a drink maybe two by now. And uh, they they just recounted about how last year, you know, this was uh, this was very rushed. It seemed very contrived, put together at the very last possible minute without any thought. And here we were, we were um, we were assigned, we were lined up, we were brought in, we were given things, um, we were moved through a food procession, and we were seated. And the show hadn't even begun yet. Um, you know, this is this is true. Disney event planning. Um, I wouldn't say this was by any means as good as my sunrise safari, uh, that I, I recently experienced, but this was pretty darn well put together. Um, well staffed, well ushered, um, and well attended. So this, and this is even before the show. So we, uh, (laughs) we, uh, we get ready, uh, for the show and boom, out comes, um, our MC for the night. And this is Dr. Skip town. And so he rushes on stage. Um, he's wearing uh, uh, a uh, Hawaiian shirt in very John Lasseter fashion, some, some khaki cargo, some sandals, and a uh, you know, palm hat, uh, woven palm hat. So um, this gentleman, uh, he has a cousin, actually. If you, uh, if you venture over to Big Thunder Ranch um, and you experience the, the wonderful barbecue there, please uh, reach out to his cousin, um, text Tumbleweed uh, and uh, tell him what a good show his other cousin, uh, Dr. Skip Town, put on. Um, and uh, I'm sure he'll be appreciative of that. 
until the barbecue closes. Yes, unfortunately, in January, um, the, it will be closing. Um, but, uh, you know, not to go too much uh, off of my Halloween, but, uh, you know, experience the barbecue for my uh, my first time and probably, unfortunately, last time um, this past trip. And uh, it, it is not something to be missed. Um, mm-hmm. It is a stage show and a wonderful meal all wrapped in one. Um, wish I had done it sooner. Wish I had done it more often. But... Uh, it's unfortunately riding off into the sunset, but, um, back to, uh, Dr. Skip town. Uh, he actually ends up being, um, Trader Sam's head chef. And, uh, he, uh, he, during his adventures, um, in procuring what Trader Sam needed, um, to craft his culinary, uh, creations, he, uh, actually ended up unearthing six enchanted tiki masks. And each of these masks had a unique power, and we would be taken through each of these six masks and um, what uh, what each one held throughout the uh, the course of the evening. So, um, not to uh, not not to move into that too quickly, but um, he I, again, I can't say enough about Doctor Skip. Um, he uh, he held the audience's attention at all points, um, and we had a wonderful uh, kind of tiki band sitting behind uh, Dr. Skip conducting um, along uh, musically with the, uh, with the, uh, the theater that we had. So great, great show, even up until this point, Um, he came out, just owned the audience, captured everybody's attention and uh, carried it through. And so um, I mentioned previously that there was some poster board tiki masks uh, arranged around the table. So every place setting, actually ended up having one of these and I ended up with three at the end of the night. Um, two were, two were duplicates of each other. Um, and then I had a, a secondary one, but, um, wish I had ended up grabbing a full, uh, full set, but everybody kind of took, there's a souvenir at the end and we were, we were asked to hold these up at various points in the night, uh, when we were, uh, when we were playing along with whatever the, the tale was for the particular Tiki God. And so, we ended up starting out with um, with Kungalusha, and um, <laughs> it, so I by, by your chuckle I can tell exactly uh, where you uh, where you know that originated from. So uh, Kungalusha was uh, was from a mysterious place. Um, some may call it Florida. Um, <laughs> at uh, Pleasure Island, there. Uh, there was previously the adventurers club and this was a, a dinner theater, not too much unlike uh, the event that we were, we were experiencing. And uh, you know, this, uh, this was adventurers around the world had, uh, had gathered in at pleasure Island uh, back in the 1930s. And they had come together. They had formed a, a, a private club where everybody who was out there having adventures could come together and share their adventures. And they used to share their adventures over a special drink. And that special drink also carried a special toast to it. And that special toast was Kungaloosh, right? Kungaloosh. And you scream it at the top of your lungs as you hoist your glass to the heavens. Um, so that was a very, uh, very appropriate tie into what we were trying to experience um, at the second Halloween. Um, you know, I wish they would bring back Adventurers Club. I think Downtown Disney would be a perfect place for it. It's always full. I've probably never seen it empty except at, you know, 2 or 3 a.m. 
Um, it's it's just completely packed all the time. I think there's going to be an empty building soon. Uh, hey, they should take that over <laughs> and uh, they should convert it. It's actually uh, not a bad location for it. Actually, I'm it, I, I think it's actually a perfect location. Um, it's uh, California isn't uh, isn't Florida and downtown Disney is not Pleasure Island. Let's just put no. it that way. So um, you know maybe that will come back, but um, at any rate, uh, we we were requested for everybody who had a Kungaloosh. Uh, sorry, Kongalusha, um, Tiki Mask, raise it high. Everybody else, raise their glass, toast Kongalush, and uh, enjoy your your chosen libation of the night. Um, and we we very rapidly, uh, as we move through these Tiki guides, some had some background stories, some were more so um, just um, intros Re- into the next one. Reasons to drink. It, well, yes. <laughs> Brings me to my next one, actually. Um, <laughs> so our next Tiki guide was Drink Samoa. So, <laughs> um, Drink Samoa was the tiki god of uh, libation. Um, we were told, hey, if uh, if your glass is getting low, please go get another one and uh, indulge in the great offerings that we have to offer tonight. Um, so, Drink Samoa had, uh, had a lot of clinking glasses and uh, a lot of uh, cheering and uh, moved us into our next uh, tiki god, this one actually came with a um, rather extensive background fable. I'll probably butcher it as I move through it. Um, but uh, our next Tiki God was actually Eat Samoa. And so drink Samoa, eat Samoa, good segue, right? Um, the story behind this one was uh, there was a, there was a very remote village, and there was a girl who lived along with her mother in the small village. And they, they actually lived outside of town, uh, kind of up on a hill. And every day, the the girl would walk down into the village and then back up um, after she did whatever she did in the village. And um, there was a hunched over, broken down old lady by the side of uh, by the side of the trail. And uh, every day, she was offering up apples. And so you may uh, you may have seen this uh, broken down old lady before. Um, she 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 really didn't like these seven short people um, and this very fair skinned uh, gal. But uh, she relocated south uh, to the tropics where she felt like she would have a greater clientele. Um, <laughs> but uh, sh- uh, the the girl was told um, by her mother, you know, don't don't pay any heed to that old lady. Don't take food from her. Well, as she passed her day after day, the old lady changed her routine. Instead of apples, it turned actually into bananas. And this girl loved bananas. Turns out she couldn't get enough of them. Uh, the old lady offered her a banana. She took it, ate it on the spot. She was offered another, greedily grabbed that one as well, wolfed it down. Once more, another banana was produced, and she snatched it up, and she uh, indulged in that. Um, you know, three was essentially her, her fill by now. She made her way back home um, and very tired after so many bananas uh, fell asleep. Ends up uh, waking up the next day to blood-curdling screeches and screams. Um, turns out it was her mother. Her mother was staring at her. And um, what what had happened to this poor girl is because she had indulged and overindulged in the banana, she had turned into what she loved, and that was a banana. And so that's, that's actually the tale of uh, Chiquita Banana. Um, and should serve as a warning to those who want to overindulge in a singular food. Um, so that was a 
that got some giggles out of the uh, out of the um, the audience. Uh, not everybody probably remembered what Chiquita bananas were or are, but um, it was uh, that was a good uh, uh, good pun as uh, Disney knows how to weave them into anything. Um, right about now, we're kind of in the middle of our Tiki God uh, presentation, um, and the uh, the the um, next Tiki God that we were presented with uh, also carried a backstory to it. And this uh, this Tiki God was actually Tonga Tosta, <laughs> um, and uh, Tonga Tosta was the Tiki God of breakfast, and he actually preferred. <laughs> Tonga toast, uh, if you can imagine that. Lots of Florida references. Okay. N- yes. Um, so I, uh, I, I don't think everybody probably got all the connotations that um, carried with this, but uh, you know the true Disney fans and uh, those who uh, had had some opportunities to to visit the Florida properties and uh, just the Florida culture in general uh, probably got more giggles out of uh, this than uh, anybody else. But um, this one carried a backstory. About a name, uh, a man named Kahuna Lealoha. Um, he bought a house in a village which was reportedly haunted by the uh, Ama, uh, let's see, Ama, Amawakua, and I'm probably butchering these uh, pronunciations, but um, you know these are these are spirits that uh, inhabit places uh, in the islands, and so as as culture dictates uh, to appease angry or restless spirits you offer them something uh, every day and, and more often than not, you offer them food. And so this gentleman, he, uh, he left toast out every day and every day when he returned home, it was gone and everything was peaceful. Um, one day he forgot to leave the toast. Uh, he arrived home uh, to see his, his home essentially being torn apart from the inside Dishes flying off shelves and smashed, doors opening and closing and slamming, lights flickering on and off. Um, turns out Tonga Toast was angry because he had skipped breakfast. And as we know, breakfast is the most <laughs> important meal of the day. So the moral of the story is, always eat your toast. Um, this uh, this led us into um, this the second to last, so the fifth of these uh, enchanted tiki masks. Um, and this one was about uh, a mysterious man. And this man was extremely rich and had no friends whatsoever. It was said that he hailed from Timbuktu. It may have been Timbuk, uh, Timbuk 3. Nobody really knew. Um, he lived in a small hut despite being infinitely wealthy. Um, and then one day he just simply vanished. People went looking for him. They looked for his riches. Nobody could find it whatsoever. He was never, uh, his riches were never found and he was never seen again. Legend has it, he was actually the tiki god, Eureka Tiki. Um, and Eureka Tiki was a shapeshifter, um, which is why the, it was believed he could never be found, but he was always watching. Um, and during this, uh, this presentation, um, and so, Dr. Skip was uh, was essentially uh, telling us about Eureka Tiki. He grabbed his ukulele and he whipped out grim, grinning, gro- grim <laughs> grinning ghosts on it. And uh, for those who have never heard grim uh, grinning ghosts on a ukulele, it's not uh, it's not something to be missed. Um, very very great <laughs> and garnered applause from the entire audience. Um, it was uh, it was quite astounding. So. 
Um, this, uh, this brought us to our last um, Enchanted Tiki Mask. And everybody who has gone to um, Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room will recognize this, uh, this Tiki God, Pele, God of Fire. Um, Pele was very angry because we had all been having a great time so far. And as much in, uh, as it is in the Tiki Room, when you've had undue celebrating, the gods get angry. So fire, smoke, um, thunder, everything flew out um, as Pele was revealed. And uh, this set us up for the rest of our night of entertainment, um, which was uh, actually, it turned into um, the stage show, so the dinner and entertainment piece uh, of the evening. Very cool. So um, we uh, we started out our night, um, as far as the entertainment goes, with uh, a little venture through uh, Polynesia as a whole. Our first stop um, was to be Tahiti, and uh, we were going to Tahiti for uh, some traditional hula dancers. And so we had uh, we had the male-clad dancers come out. They, uh, they raised their conch shells to the sky. They blew a trumpetous sound, um, which echoed through the hollows of the Disneyland Hotel Resort Complex, um, echoing off the towers and reverberating back. Um, and then came out the hula dancers. So we had, uh, we had four, or sorry, three, uh, three hula dancers out, um, fully clad in, uh, Pele fire headdresses with fire, uh, fire hand, um, plumes and, uh, did us a traditional, um, hula fire dance with, uh, with stunning, um, stunning skill and revelry. Uh, after uh, after our Tahitian, uh, actually it was four hula dancers, um, not three, sorry. Um, after they had finished appeasing Pele, uh, Pele settled back down and we were allowed to further venture through um, the South Isles of Polynesia. Um, after the hula dancers, it was time to take a trip to the land of the long white uh, cloud. And for those that don't know, that that is the northern uh, island of New Zealand. And as many people know, New Zealand um, and the Maori, um, you know, they they are synonymous. Uh, so we had uh, a pair of Maori come out uh, fully dressed in war paint, um, ready to go to battle. And they were going to demonstrate for us the traditional Maori haka. And uh, the the haka is a traditional dance that's uh, it, essentially it is very rhythmic, a lot of stomping, a lot of presenting, um, primal rage, uh, the 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 traditional Maori uh, tongue fully extended, um, a scary bunch to say the least. And uh, this uh, this haka went on for uh, for a fair amount of time, and during which the uh, the Maori would dash into the audience. And I heard screams uh, coming from the female patrons of the audience. And I couldn't quite tell whether they were simply afraid of the, the um, approaching and uh, charging warriors, or if they just really wanted to see those Maori guys up close. I mean, let's be honest, those, those ladies, they got to watch themselves um, behave themselves. 
So uh, after uh, after the the ladies had uh, calmed down and the Maori had all calm calmed down, um, it was time to leave New Zealand. Uh, goodbye. So uh, we were actually bound for Samoa, and uh, we were uh, we were greeted with the traditional greeting from Samoa, which was uh, Tolofa and uh, the the gentleman who was to to come out and show us what Samoa had to offer um, was a, a fire knife dancer. Um, and so he was a, he was a, a warrior who wielded a, a flaming sword um, of sorts. And he would, uh, he would demonstrate how he could eat the fire, transfer the fire, touch the fire without being burned, um, throw the fire, whip the fire around um, and, uh, you know, was was very adept at uh, handling these flaming flaming sword, and so this uh, this went on, and uh, he was uh, he he did not end up getting burned. Very uh, very excellent uh, demonstration of his skill and prowess handling such a a traditional and mystical uh, element, and uh, we were uh, we were unduly uh, er, Sorry, duly impressed with his uh, his prowess there. Uh, after the fire sword dance, it was uh, it was time for all of our performers to come back on stage and uh, give us one more demonstration of traditional Polynesian uh, dance routines. And so we had the four hula girls come back out. We had the two Maori warriors come out, and uh, they put on quite the show um, at this point with uh, with a very uh, vibrant and vivacious uh, show, and then the fire, uh, the fire sword dancer came in uh, midstream, and um, essentially the entire performing crew uh, was out there, just absolutely entertaining the entire audience and uh, giving us a great show. Awesome. Um, once, uh, once the the native dancers had uh, had made sure that the gods were. Uh, were satiated off of all of the celebrating. Um, it's time for Skip to come back out, and uh, you know he had been uh, watching from the sidelines, um, worried that we were going to get burned or uh, speared or otherwise lured in and uh, shanghaied essentially off into the Polynesian uh, backcountry or the Orient. Uh, he came back over. And uh, now it was time for some um, song and dance, so to speak, from a one-man band, essentially. And so, uh, you know, Skip, uh, as previously demonstrated um, with his ukulele prowess uh, with Grim Grinning Ghosts, um, proceeded to uh, serenade us. And uh, we, had, uh, we had the tiki room done, done excellently. Again, love, it, love a ukulele. Um, uh, underserved instrument and uh on youtube i would say you know if uh uh you've never seen a a good ukulele performer uh you know skip is one of them there's there's plenty of them out there it's just uh underserved uh instrument as a whole so he did that um he did a original ditty about trader sam's tiki bar 
Um, wish I had had an opportunity to record it. Um, I don't think that anybody uh, had recorded it so far. I haven't seen it on YouTube or anything, but I'd love to see it again if uh, anybody happens to find it. And then uh, he also demonstrated not only his his prowess over uh, you know stringed instruments, but his uh, his vocal range um, doing a, a little. Adam's apple serenade, uh, serenade using only his throat muscles. So that was, uh, that was interesting, <laughs> uh, end to the night. Um, but, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that essentially ended up wrapping up, um, I would say the stage show, uh, portion of the event, um, you know, ended in a, a, a plume of smoke and light, um, and the background band, um, carrying through the, uh, through the show close. And, I don't know that we were ever really told the show was over. I kept, uh, you know, I kept expe- uh, expecting to see some some lighters back in the audience, and um, you know, people asking for uh, um, for for the performers to come back out, but uh, that didn't end up happening. So um, total time um, between essentially when we were let in the gates um, until when this ended was about seventy five uh, minutes or so. And so we were, we were, we were essentially left, um, where we were, uh, didn't quite know where to go at that time. Um, I took it as an opportunity, um, go grab some more food, <laughs> um, make sure, uh, you know, make sure I had seen everything, uh, that, uh, the event had to offer. And, um, a lot of the people actually started, uh, um, shuffling out of the area right now. They were apparently more informed than me about where you were to go and, uh, what you wanted to do if you didn't want to wait another hour, hour and a half. Um, but, uh, so I, I, I checked out the area because the theming, um, very much like the Safari Sunrise, um, was, was pretty darn well done. They had theming all over the place. Um, the cast members working it very well informed, very well in character. Um, the, the bartenders very surly, much like every bartender at, uh, Trader Sam's, um, and checked out the tiki masks and, uh, that were presented throughout the night. Um, and I will say this, this was a kid friendly event. I know it was, um, it was, um, targeted towards adults. Uh, obviously there's adult drinks. It's late at night. Um, but there was a gentleman who actually had, uh, you know, a relatively newborn child in the audience and the newborn child didn't seem to have any problems with the show. So, um, in true Disney fashion, uh, you know, they cater to all audience. Um, so I, I went around, I checked out the buffets again. I wanted to make sure I had a, a, a good take on what was offered. Um, grab anything. If I, I wanted some extras, grabbed a couple extra ahi, uh, sliders or, uh, ahi spoons. And, um, then I chatted up the bartenders a little bit. Um, again, great, great bunch taken directly out of Trader Sam's. Um, I've seen a couple of these bartenders before and, uh, they put on a great show. And then it, uh, then it was time to make my way over to, um, what Disneyland does best, which is waiting in line. Um, so, uh, it turns out that, uh, where you were to meet the artists, um, and when I say artists, it's the individuals who, uh, who had crafted not only the, the tiki mugs, which were special offerings, uh, to be offered tonight, but also the print. And so those of, uh, those of the, the listeners, um, who remember Mahalaline from last year, um, essentially you were offered a shrunken zombie head, um, special mug that was, was colored, you know, um, 
or I should say called glazed, um, glazed in a hue specific to that night. And then you were allowed to, uh, to buy, um, another mug, um, which was to be offered later for, uh, retail sale in, uh, Trader Sam's. And so the shrunken zombie head now up to four different shades of glaze, um, with that offering, um, this was a brand new mug. And so this brand new mug, um, if, uh, if you go take a look at the trip report, you can see a couple glimpses of it. I haven't finished my swag portion of it yet, but um, it essentially is Jack Skellington's head. Um, very round, bulbous mug. Um, looks essentially like Jack Skellington's head. Um, the one that you got as far as participation in the event was brown glazed, and then you could order or you could buy um, during the event um, prior to retail sale at Trader Sam's. I'm not sure when they'll offer them. If, if history bears, it'll be within a couple weeks, um, but uh, you could get these orange glazed ones. Um, but uh, the reason to buy them tonight, uh, or that night, I should say, was because the artists were there signing them. And then with your mug that you got, you also got a, uh, a print. And so last year's print was was of Trader Sam. Um, this year's print um, was, I think, of Trader Sam as well. Um, I don't see it sitting around me here. So, um, I'm going off of memory, but, um, so you got that in a bag and, um, you know, if you wanted to go buy the orange mug, you would funnel into the first floor of the Frontierland hotel or Frontierland uh, tower. And they had a, a, a sales station set up and you could buy as many as you want. Some people were walking out with five. I grabbed two. Um, and, uh, you basically went to the back of the line at that point. And the line, was seemingly not all that long, maybe 70 people tops at this point. Um, about an hour later is when I finally got my way up to the front. So, um, while the line was not very long, it certainly, it, it loaded slower than the, uh, slowest, it loaded slower than Peter Pan, um, in, uh, in fantasy. Let's just put it that way. So, um, I, uh, the, the theming in this area, though, was uh, it was not just a, a, a random queue of line and meet the artists. Uh, they had they had tiki uh, tiki's uh, basically attached and surrounding the light poles um, even over here. And then they had they had some um, some tiki uh, some tiki set up surrounding the columns and in the planters. And they had some alligator slash crocodile skulls to add. A, uh, a a a perspective of the the danger and mystery and adventure that uh, that Trader Sam's allows and um, my pictures unfortunately don't do it justice because while I was waiting an extra hour to get my uh, my swag signed um, Disneyland came through and removed all the lighting um, so I missed a lot of the mood uh, perspective of it but um, all in all you know after an hour. I got to uh, actually sit and um, meet um, uh, Tim Woolweber, and uh, he was a, a great personality. Um, as I as I got up there, I unboxed my three mugs, and uh, you know I I instructed him I'd like this made out to me uh, when he signed it. And oh, about that third one, he's like, oh yeah, that's the eBay mug. Um, I'm like, no, not actually. Um, I've got a I've got a very good friend who's who's accompanied me to. Uh, Disneyland in the past on our family vacations and uh she's returning uh returning back to Phoenix here very recently so I think that one's reserved for her uh for Christmas so uh a good uh 
good opportunity to give somebody something truly unique from Disneyland who has been a big part of our Disney life. And, uh, after, uh, after I got my mug signed by Tim, um, it was time to meet Marcus Gonzalez and Marcus was the gentleman behind the Trader Sam's Halloween 2015 print. And, uh, so he, uh, he gave us, um, or he signed the print for, uh, myself and, uh, at that point, it was essentially fairly late and uh, time to make my way back to the room. Um, the 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 trip back to the room, however brief as it was, uh, was not without uh, some some interesting events. As uh, as most people are aware, there are Disneyland cats, and I I saw my most Disneyland cats this trip, probably four or five. Um, both in the park and out. Um, but, uh, this one was a black cat and it crossed my path. And I did think about, hmm, is this an omen? I had just angered the tiki gods. What is going to happen to me? Should I turn back? Should I alter my path? Well, at this point it was late. So I just kept going. Um, I would, I would tempt fate and, uh, fate wouldn't find me this trip, but, uh, it was, uh, it was about 10.30, um, too, by the time I actually cruised back through my uh, front door on the 11th floor of the Adventureland Tower. And uh, I was anxious to show my wife, uh, my, my children were asleep by now, um, show her all the swag that I had gotten and uh, recount what an awesome night it had been. Um, you know, truly a great event put on by Disneyland special events. Um, the, the people who had sat at my table... You know, they were, they were bi-coastal. They had, um, I think largely all been, if not all been, uh, to the previous event and said how great it had been even up till the point of the true theater portion of it. Um, you know, for, for the $150 that this, this event cost, um, between the food that you got, the swag that you got and the, the experience that you got, um, I would say it was, it was totally worth it. And, um, you know, Disney learned from their mistakes of 2014. And have truly plussed, um, what Mahalloween is. So I can't wait till, uh, next year to see what they come up with next, but I expect it to be even better than what we had this year. All right. Very cool, Matt. Thanks so much for sharing with us. Oh, thank you, Tom. Um, any, uh, any questions about the event? No. So then you, the, you know, for, so you got the print and the mug and food and entertainment for 150 bucks. That's really not bad. And a couple drinks. And a couple drinks, right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, it, I, I would say um, very worthwhile. Um, if I were to be asked if I were to do it again, I absolutely would uh, would do the skin. Um, anybody who's a Tiki fan um, or fan of just dinner theater as a whole, um, if you're a Tiki fan, you obviously you go for the hula, you go for the Maori, uh, a haka dance, and, or sorry, haka dance, and you go for the uh the fire sword uh twirling of the the fire baton uh, as well as you know the tiki references and and the swag um if you if you're you're in it for a total experience beyond just um the tiki aspect of it um you go for traditional disneyland entertainment um mm-hmm. and so the master of ceremonies dr skip town he wove it all together um without him it would have just been um been a bunch of show scenes, but he, he added the the human persona to it. He added the story. He added the mystery behind it. Um, and so this is what Disneyland does best. They take very, very um, special centric 
um, entertainment aspects and they weave them together into a cohesive and um, um, total experience. And so that combined with the food, that combined with the drink, and that combined with the swag uh, made this truly a great um, Disney special event. And it's a shame they only offered it for two nights. Um, I think they were they were selling out at around, uh, or they weren't selling out, but they were selling it at around um, you know ninety five percent capacity for the events. So about a, a hundred ninety out of two hundred people uh, is essentially what these things um, were were shaking out at. Was uh, in my opinion a, a great turnout to a great event. So I think Disney special events they learned from their past mistakes and they really hit it out of the park this year. Awesome. Uh, everyone, be sure and check out Matt's trip report. Again, we'll have a link to the show note in the show notes page. Um, lots of pictures in there, Matt. Yes. Okay. Cool. Not not the best. I took the wrong ones. I thought it was, it was yeah, it was night. Yes, I thought it was going to be at Trader Sam's like last year, but um, um, I I did the best I could. So I I got a a couple couple pictures. They're they're okay. <laughs> I have faith in you. All right, that is going to do it for this segment of the Diz Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And, of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.